Hey, welcome back to another episode of Spell Store Miniatures. My name is Jeremiah, and I have a very exciting episode with you. I have one of my favorite local painters on as a guest. I have Alyssa joining me. Alyssa, say hello. 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 I'm so happy you're here. Um, as I mentioned, uh, you're you're one of my favorite um, local painters. I've been, you know, kind of following your work, you know, vicariously through Facebook, and you know, and and you and I we met. I don't know if you remember. I think it was a Warhammer day. I think. Yeah, was, I think it was the one of the birthdays. Yeah. The third birthday. And the mine and yeah, it was the third birthday for the Warhammer store, I think. And you had mentioned you loved the stuff that I had entered in in the other painting competitions. And then we got to talking, and then you we added each other on Facebook, and yeah, and now we're here. Now we're talking. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And that's the thing is, yeah, I got introduced to your work and I was like, wow, that is amazing. And you kind of went in and talked about a little bit of what you're doing and, and like, and, and so I really, really want to talk about that. Um, yeah. But before we get there, I would love to just kind of hear about your journey into the hobby in general. Like, like what games do you currently play or collect models for? And, you know, and how'd you get, where'd you start and how'd you get here? I guess. Let's do a, a kind of an introduction, I guess. Uh, well, I don't play a lot of games, mostly because that's not really what drew me into the hobby. Hmm. I honestly, I just love painting in general. It's just so much fun. And, right. but I do enjoy the smaller scale games. So Kill Team and Necromunda are my two favorites to play. I don't get to play as much as I would like. Uh, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I started painting Grey Knights. Grey Knights was my first painting uh, kind of wow. squad. I started those because I was introduced into Warhammer by my then boyfriend, my now fiance. And he was enjoying reading the Horace Heresy books. Yeah. And then he built up a really big collection. And I wanted to be able to do something that he enjoyed. So that way, maybe along the lines, we could do it together. And, nice. you know, and I could support him and understand what it is that he's talking about and you know, get excited with him. All right. And so I was reading the Grey Knights Omnibus and I got super excited. I thought they were really awesome. And he told me that there's plastic miniatures for them. And I was drawn to the Paladin squad because I really wanted to paint the banner. Yeah. I okay. absolutely wow. loved the banner that he did. In fact, I think a few months ago, I did a uh a redo of that model so that way i could compare the progress i've made in my painting skill from my very first model to about five years later and see how that looked and how that turned out okay. and then he got me some blood angels because they also had a lot of banners and a lot of filigree and i just really enjoy those really tiny details 
And mm. ever since then, it's always just been Blood Angels, Grey Knights, and then whatever I think looks cool. Okay. Yeah. There's. So you've been in the hobby roughly five years then? Uh, actually, I want to say... Uh, seven years, maybe? Seven. Okay, yeah, okay. So right I on. guess a few months ago, it was more like six or seven year progress window. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, you, you shared so much there. I love I love uh, the fact that the, like, the lore, you, you kind of come into the lore side, right? Yeah. And, and less the game side. Like, currently I'm reading, um, well, I'm listening to it on the audiobook. Uh, the mm -hmm. first book in the in the Horace Harris series. Oh, the um, Horace the, Rising. Horace Rising, yeah, it is so good. It and is fantastic. I, I just want to have a whole bunch of Space Marines now, and I want to mm -hmm. have like a regiment from like every every group that's like represented in the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, it's it, there. Oh. My favorite character from that book is Loken. Yeah, he's just such a good guy. I I love him. He's my favorite. Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying. I'm connecting with with him too, and um, that's so good. That's so good. Um, but then, um, but then the thing that you said that I think scared me was that you wanted to paint the banners, and mm -hmm. like and like that's that's the part that I do. Like if I do, is the last thing I do. <laughs> and, you know, and so like like do you have like an art background or something? Like what what? Or are you just you just not afraid? Are you just fearless? <laughs> um, I guess I guess it really could be a combination of both. Um, mm. so I grew up in a pretty relatively artistic household. Okay. Um, my mother taught me calligraphy before she, before the school was even teaching cursive to the class. So I was about. I want to say five or six and I'm already doing calligraphy wow. with calligraphy pens. And so when we were doing cursive, I was already 20 steps ahead yeah. of that. And my mom, she really enjoyed doing a lot of crafting, a lot of kind of a bit of sewing, but it was mostly a lot of paper crafting and things like that. And my grandmother, she likes to crochet. So I, I have, I had my hands in about just about anything. Okay. And as a child, I was always drawn to those kinds of creative type of hobbies. I have terrible ADHD. And what happens is that I will hyper fixate on some kind of crafting hobby for about a week get extremely good at it get, and get to the point where I just, I don't learn anything more from mm. that. And I don't, there's no getting better. There's no learning new things. And so then I drop it cause I'd get bored. So okay. I've, I've just kind of, I just, did kind of have an artistic background. Yeah. And then I also went into art school uh, for industrial design so I learned a bit of color theory, a bit of how shadows work and things like that, because that's all the basics for uh, for anything with art. Mm. And then I guess I'm also fearless because I 
I just go and do it. I, I think of something and I get really excited about it and I just do it. I don't second guess about it. I mean, I kind of second guess at the end. Yeah. It was where I look at it and I just think, was this really a good idea? And then I show the fiance and I show some other people and they're telling me, oh man, that's fantastic. That looks great. And I'm just like looking at it and thinking there's some other things that I should have done or could have done, Yeah, but it's always we at the end. Worst critics, right? We're, we're like, you know what you went into it. So like, yeah. Yeah, so I can, I can see it, that. <laughs> it's always at the end. It's never at the beginning where I'm just <clears throat> thinking or I just avoid things. I mean, I do avoid some things, but yeah. not as much anymore. It's just kind of like, so what I'll, is, just, I'll just go do it. Okay, so um, I want to come back to the banners in a second, but, but what is something that is um, maybe a little bit on the more difficult scale for you or something that you may avoid if given the opportunity faces boom. <laughs> boom i try to avoid faces so do all your space marines have helmets yes they all have helmets also <laughs> also it doesn't make sense lore wise for them to go into battle without their helmet <clears throat> good point <laughs> I concur. <laughs> you know, their head's just going to get blown right off, and they need their helmet. So nobody questions why my space <laughs> marines all have helmets, because it just makes sense. You know, you don't want flesh, fleshy head just yeah. exposed to the world and being like, hey, come shoot at me. <laughs> See, I totally agree with this. I'm on board. <laughs> So let's circle back to the banners then. So um, some of the banners that we get are, and and I you know and I do games from across, you know multiple multiple uh, model lines, and so mm -hmm. you know so I see a lot of these things. But some banners are just you know a solid piece of plastic with like no texture, mm -hmm. and then some banners actually have the texture kind of molded into it, mm -hmm. so you so you know kind of what's going there and stuff. Do you? Do, do, you, do you do a lot of freehand? Do you, like, how do you approach a banner work uh, for, uh, like, your Grey Knights and stuff or your Blood Angels? Well, the banners I've worked with, they're the ones that have the molding in it already. Mm -hmm. So I've never had to freehand a banner. Oh, okay. But I have done some freehand. It's very small, nothing too large like mm -hmm. what you would see on instagram with people with knights or yeah. mortarian's wings there i don't really do the freehand for those kinds of things but i mostly do like small intricate stuff on their armor okay yeah like i have done a a lot of pauldrons because I, <laughs> I had the fantastic idea for a kill team where I did it with the My Little Pony themed. Oh, I know some listeners who are going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I freehanded their cutie marks onto the shoulder pads. Wow. And I've done some freehand for the store as well. Hmm. Uh, so I think it was... Crimson Ores, 
I forgot what it was, but it's basically the uh, the ultramarine sign, but it's upside down and in red. Oh yes, uh huh. And okay. I've done a Raven Guard for the store as well. So most okay. of the freehand I'm doing is really really small. Okay. I think I've done cherry blossoms on. I did a cherry blossom themed marine. So he was just bright pink, and oh. I drew some uh, cherry blossom petals on him, and on his leg I drew a few branches. And the last thing I freehand was my fiancé wanted to learn more on painting, mm -hmm. and so he pro uh, propositioned to me to paint two models for him to copy. Okay. So that way he could learn how exactly I paint and see he could see and have a physical reference that he can turn around and then ask me how I did this. Uh, so the cherry blossom was one mm -hmm. and the other one was one for his army. He likes to do carconodons and I did, uh, they are the shark marines. Okay. And yeah, I did... Uh, I did some tribal markings on their arm on their armor for him. Oh, nice. So. Okay. So, like, so how do you paint? If you could describe, like, you know, for our listeners, I know this is an audio podcast, but um, uh, your style, and and maybe even talk about how your style has evolved over the years. Like, like, yeah. did you start with, you know? A base coat, a wash, and a dry brush, or or like you know, like we all start there at some point. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah. Uh, so I started with the base coat, wash, and edge highlighting. Okay. I didn't do any layering or anything like that. It, the beginning, it kind of confused me to do that, and then eventually it went to base coating, wash. And then relayering, so that way I could have uh, the black lining in all of the recesses. Oh, yeah. A lot of people tell me, "Oh, you could have panel lined that," and I said, "Yeah, I could have, but the sh wash also shows other shadows that I would I would have missed otherwise." And then it kind of, and then I did edge highlighting with that after some layering. And then I've moved on to, because I did that for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I saw, uh, I think they call it spectral highlights, where it looks more of a like a natural highlight rather than just that stark, sharp edge of edge highlighting. Uh, so I went from doing all of that and then now I do a base coat and then a wash so that way I can see shadows where I normally wouldn't see them and then I layer I do a lot of layers because right. I don't really I, I have the patience for it so I do a lot of layering where right. I do the more natural looking highlights so like on the shoulder pads or on the arms where light will kind of gradient gradient or 
that kind of gradient where it's yeah. super bright up top, but it's not as dark in the middle, but then it's really dark at the bottom. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do now. And okay. it takes a lot of patience, at least the way I do it, but that's because I, I, I've got the time, I've got the patience and I just enjoy doing that. Yeah. It's a lot of layers, a lot of feathering and yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking notes, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, uh, you know, I've been, I've been around in the hobby for a while. And, you know, I've had this podcast for a number of years. And, and I've got to meet a lot of interesting people. And, and they all have sort of their different techniques that they get to do. Mm -hmm. And, and for as much exposure as I, I have, I still feel like I'm very much an amateur, you know, I have, well, I, have so I mean, <laughs> an amateur just means someone or someone who does something that they love. Oh, well, then there it is. That defines So me. <laughs> we're really, really, I guess we're all amateurs. Yeah, that's because, true. Because, yeah. I mean, you're only, you're only doing this out of the enjoyment. You're, it's not yeah. your job. Job. Right. That's right. It's, it's not your main yeah, I wonder how that would change if we got paid to do it. That'd be interesting. Well, then um, you'd be a professional. <laughs> how much time do you, do you actually spend, like, um, like, do you have like a regular rhythm? Like, like it's like, this is hobby night or, or do you do, are you one of those persons who does, you know, a certain amount every day of the, of the week or, uh, or like what, what kind of rhythm do you personally hold for hobbying? Uh, it used to be that I did it every day, hmm. uh, for about five or six hours a day. Now it's just teetered off into whenever i feel like it okay yeah uh whenever i have the time <laughs> i just recently got a new job and for something that's part-time i seem to be working a lot <laughs> they got you in the door and now they want more of you yeah yeah okay but that's okay i love i love the job it's a lot of fun that's and good. But okay. yeah it's just kind of gone into whenever i feel like it yeah. Whenever some kind of thing it gets me excited to do, and then I just go do it. Yeah, some of our some of our listeners are um, very prolific in the sense that they can bust out, you know, large models or a large number of models on, on the weekend, right? Mm -hmm. And and then we have some of our listeners who, um, you know, very slow and um, meticulous, and you know, and you know, and then, you know, and, and then everyone in between, right? Mm -hmm. um, personally, I had fallen into a rhythm where I basically got one hobby night a week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just with work, and, and I've recently gone back to school. And so, um, you know, but then my one hobby night a week is being encroached upon by, <laughs> by my, my kids uh, sports teams practice. So it's like, so I haven't hobby like the way that I want to hobby in, in quite a while, you know, because of that. And, um, and so, but I know that like, um, it brings a lot of enjoyment for me and just mm -hmm. like, peace and like sense of accomplishment when I, you know, when I finish a model and yeah, I get to say, I did this, you know, yeah, I prayed around, I show my wife, I did this, I did it, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like that once a week self care yeah. time, you know, you exactly. set aside a time and this is this is a you time. This is yeah. where you sit down, 
you yeah. zone out or you focus on something. But for me, it it's just kind of free flowing, I suppose. But yeah. I'm definitely one of those slow and meticulous types. Yeah. There yeah. are there are some times where I get really excited and I'll finish it super fast. Like I remember when I got the Lord of Change model. Mm. I picked him up. I came home. And then I sat down at my desk. I built and painted him in about 16 hours straight. I did wow. not leave my desk for 16 hours straight. And I just sat there and worked on him. And Magnus, I did the same. Except nice. that one took me 18 hours. Wow. It says a lot about the model, though, right? Because yeah. it, it captured your attention. There's enough detail and enough going on that... That like you don't get bored and you're just like i have to do this now yeah yeah i get that feeling about certain models too um we've talked a lot about warhammer mm -hmm. um do you have you branched out do you, do you build and paint models from other companies other lines i i've i've got a few models from kingdom death Yes, I was going to ask. You would be a good painter for Kingdom Death. <laughs> yeah, so I have I have a few models for Kingdom Death. Mm -hmm. uh, the only one I've painted so far, though, is uh, the Wet Nurse. Okay. I'm not fully up on their whole line. I don't know if I know that one, it's, but I'll, I'll it's, Google it. <laughs> it's one of their pinup versions or one of their pinup oh, okay. models. I mostly have the pinup models. Yeah, they're nice. They're and, good models. I mean... If you're going to be able to paint a bus, busty chest, you might as well be able to paint a busty chest because it's fun. Yeah. And, I mean, no one's going to be really upset or hardly anybody's going to be upset about staring at a chest for many hours of the day. <laughs> That's well put. Well put. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I've I've also recently branched into painting busts. Oh yeah. So I yeah. have supported uh Squidmars yeah. Kickstarter for his brushes, okay. which I have a set and I haven't touched because I'm terrified of them. <gasps> uh mostly mostly for the fact that I'm not good at remembering to wash my brushes. Mm -hmm. So the last thing I need is to <laughs> use those brushes and then forget to clean them yeah. and then ruin them. Yeah. Or forget that I'm using that brush and put in a metallic paint and ruin them. Yes, which I have done before. So yeah. I don't want to do that. They still sit in their little canister just propped up on my desk. Hmm. <laughs> but so I... What tools do you do you use? Like what uh, or brush lines do you like? What, what paint uh, lines do you I, like? I really enjoyed this brush that you can get at Blix. And it's this velvet touch uh, brush. I think they're synthetic brushes, but they've got this red handle on it. And I, I use basically one brush. I use a round two brush round and I two. use that brush for literally everything uh since I 
I have an airbrush. I use the airbrush for the priming and the base coating. Okay. And well, I guess I use two brushes. I had I do have a wash brush, but I rarely use a wash anymore. I just use darker shades mm -hmm. of whatever color I want it to be at the final and then use that as the shadows. Okay. Uh, but if there's something where I really want to change the color of, such as if there's a red, but I want it to be a little bit more purplish, then I'll use a wash. Uh, but other than that, I use the round two and I use it wow. for everything. I use it for freehanding. I use it for my layering. I use it for any kind of small detail, anything like that. I just use the one brush. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Okay. It, it could just be me being lazy because I don't like having to switch out brushes. Yeah. I don't want to have to have three brushes out and then have to use all three when I could just use the one. Yeah. I uh, have you experimented with sizes of brushes, like, like, have you used uh, have you, uh, round four, for example, and or or have you always just kind of gravitated towards that size and like uh, what got you what got you there? So I used, I think I picked up a three, and a one, two, and a three. I figured the one was good for dotting eyes mm -hmm. uh, and doing the more exact type of look for freehanding those like pinstripe type of things yeah. yeah and so i have that one set aside and then i thought the three was a bit too big for me mm. because it it didn't give me as much control as i would have liked Oh, okay. And then I just kind of settled on the two, and then I just I kept using it and just kept using it. I have used other shapes. I think there's one that I have that if I don't airbrush and I decide to hand paint the base coat and it's a filbert shape, I don't know the exact size of it. So instead of it being kind of pointed, it's yeah. kind of like this flat round brush oh yes i know what you're talking about i have one of those yeah okay. so i i like that brush for when i do my base coating by hand because it it does get into all the nooks and crannies and because of the right. way it's shaped it, it really does get in there yeah yeah i like to talk about you know brush eyes because you know when i first started painting i had a, what i would consider a too small of a brush now and <laughs> and you know you could always you could see every stroke and and i just kept going over and over and over again and when it hold the paint yada 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 and then and i think i was using a two for a long time mm -hmm. and then um and then i bumped up to a three or a four i don't remember which one it was when i was doing a large number of units mm -hmm. and and i don't paint the unit the you know the minion guys um or the grunts i don't paint yeah. them with such detail but but like the unit leader i would for example yeah and so um and i found that i was able to actually get through them much faster you know? yeah <laughs> and so you know so you know i always like to ask and you know 
Um, yeah, I'm not the army painter type. Yeah. I don't paint large number of units at a time. I usually stick with the one mm -hmm. at maximum five yeah. at my desk. And that that's it. So all of my troops are the same quality that I would do for an elites or an HQ or any kind of character. And ah, so they look beautiful on the table. <laughs> I haven't painted troops in a long time. And because of that, I actually don't have that many troops because I've only ever painted what's interesting to me. I have about 20 troop models and about oh. 40 or 50 elite or HQ models. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it's really hard for me to play uh, large scale games because I yeah. don't have the bodies <laughs> for it. I usually lose in my bigger games because I just, I only have elites and that's all I can field. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, man, that's all right, that's all right. So one of the reasons why I brought you on is, you know, our, our local um, Warhammer store does a Legion of the Brush competition uh, kind of on the regular. And mm -hmm. in February, they had the red and gold, or that was the name of that particular event, right? Mm -hmm. And and you got second place. Mm -hmm. And so congratulations. Thank you. And yeah, and so I wanted to talk about um, like what it's like to submit a piece to be judged, you know, to be judged by your peers and, you know, mm -hmm. and I wanted to ask, you know, what other competitions have you entered pieces into? Um, have you ever considered paint, you know, painting something for one of the larger ones? and. You know, I wanted to get tap your brain into that experience. Yeah, and um, I've never, I personally have never submitted anything to be to be judged, and so I'm I'm a scaredy cat, and so. You know. <laughs> well, I actually am not a competitive person, so I've never entered into anything competitive. Even though people are like, "You should enter this. You'd be great at it." I'm like, "Nah, that's that's not really what I want." Because I mean they're going to give me feedback as well. And I don't really care about their opinion. Mm. Um, so I guess this, the, but this was something that it wasn't really that I was wanting to be judged by my peers, or I really thought of it that way. It yeah. was just more of not to toot my own horn, but I was showing off. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay to do that. Right. <laughs> It was more that I was I was super proud, you know. Yeah. This is this is something I did. This is something that I'm really into, and like how I mentioned with my ADHD, that I get into something and I drop it after a week. It's pretty impressive that this is something that I've been able to manage to keep for just even a year. It's been yeah. it's 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 interesting it's mm. but i was just incredibly proud of what i had done and i thought you know what the heck why not let's yeah. just enter into the local store competition it's no sweat off my back or anything like that it's it's nothing nothing too prolific it's not a golden demon it's it yeah. is what it is it's just a bunch of us 
especially regulars that I already know and I've met yeah. as well. It's just basic. I just viewed it as a bunch of friends just showing off the work that they've done because they're proud of what they did and what they've accomplished. Nice. And I guess that's why I enter in competitions is basically I'm just showing off. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but you describe it in such a friendly way though. It's like, you're right. You're like, I, I know a bunch of them and things like that. So let's talk about the, I guess the most recent one. Um, the, you know, the, the name of the event was red and gold. I'm sure that there was a reason for that. And, and I would love to hear what they were looking for. And then I want to, and, and what piece did you paint or what model did you paint? And, and like, why did you choose that one? You know, yeah, uh, can, so, I, can, I, can I go through that thought process? Yeah. So the reason why it was red and gold was to celebrate Chinese New Year for February. Oh, right and on. red and gold is their main color for yeah. their their themes and whatnot so the store picked red and gold to be the theme and since i paint a lot of blood angels i was like i might have some experience painting red and gold <laughs> maybe just a tad mm. there's a few models at least one or two that i've painted red and gold maybe mm -hmm. <laughs> uh but So what they wanted was for the red and gold to be prominent. Okay. So you couldn't just have small details of gold and small details of red and have the rest of the model be like green. The okay. so you had to really show off reds and green or reds and golds. Mm -hmm. And that 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 was all they asked and I entered in because it it'd been a while since I got to sit down and paint. So I used it as a kind of like a push to yeah. have me get something done. I like that. Something to give you some motivation. Yeah. And since it's only a single model, there's no stress about having to have a whole squad done. It's just the one and you could just focus on just the one and yeah. One model is still one model painted is still better than no models painted, in my opinion. That's right. So, what did you? What model did you paint? Uh, I picked the Blood Angels Praetor model from Forge World. Oh, it's a Forge World model. Yeah, it's a. I think it's that... a fine cast model. Okay. No, but I thought it, it. I thought it'd be funny to bring that model in because that model actually was a gift from the store manager to me. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Nice. So I thought, Hey, why don't I just do this? And he's regal enough where I don't have to worry about trying to figure out where the gold's going to go because he's literally covered <laughs> in different filigrees and trims that are going to be gold. So it was yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it looks gorgeous, and I regret not having seen it in person. Um, for whatever reason, I just didn't go and look in the case, you know. Well, he's uh, still in the case. If you oh, want he's still to. there. Yeah, oh, okay. so I, I haven't gone and picked him up yet. Okay, then I'll go do that. Hopefully, before you do that. But <laughs> um, but I wanted to um, 
and I know this isn't your work, but the piece that that won the competition mm -hmm. last month was um, had a was on a base, like it had like yeah, it. I actually was there when he was working on it. Okay. And as soon as I asked him what he was working on, he's like, "Oh, the Legion of the Brush." You know, I had an idea, and then I just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm just thinking, I was like, I'm not going to win against that. That is, <laughs> <laughs> I are, I had already immediately known that it's just that's that's not happening for me. Yeah. And he did a fantastic job. It was yeah. I I loved the way the armor came out on his Space Marine. It was like the really red coppery kind of look and I it was fantastic. It looked real good. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked seeing the photos. I did see the photos online. And when I saw that one, I was like, well, that's that's pretty darn good. <laughs> so I like some of that scenic base work that you know yeah. that people can do. Uh, my my basing game isn't all that great because for a while I didn't base my Marines. Mm -hmm. because for a while I had thought that I was going to be playing 40k and I would have really liked if everyone had the same base so I didn't base them and yeah. now I'm just kind of painting for me and it doesn't really matter what base they're on yeah. and now I'm just basing and trying things out and going, going with what I feel would look good with that model yeah i like that i like i like your approach like i wonder um how many of our my listeners you know would 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 feel freedom to be able to just you know approach a model and be like i want to paint that model not because it fits in my army or because it's a competitive piece mm -hmm. but because i just like the look of that model and i want to paint it yeah it's yeah it's definitely freeing because I hear a lot of people, they complain about having to paint so many models for this game. Yeah. And, like, they just, they don't want to paint. They don't like painting because they have to paint so much. Yeah. And it's, for me, it's definitely a lot more freeing of just being able to be like, I see that model. I see what I can do with it. Yeah. And I want to do it. You know, yeah. just, just like that whole Kill Team model where the my little ponies it was just it was dumb to me but it was just it was so much fun to you know find wings for them because i i used the scourge kit and i took the wings off of those okay and i put them on space marines and i sculpted a unicorn horn with <gasps> green stuff oh, and glued man. them onto their helmets and I took the plumes off of custodes and used those for, uh, well, ponytails. Yeah. For their, for, for their backs. That's so, cool. Okay. So each one has a tail, except uh -huh. for rarity, because I actually used a custode warden um, for her model, because I figure if rarity as a pony is as regal as she is, she definitely should have the custode warden with the robes and how regal their armor looks. Yeah. So I went with that and 
it was just, it all came together and I looked at it all as a squad and I was just thinking, man, this is fantastic. <laughs> do you, uh, do you keep like a, a blog or like an Instagram account or something where you post pictures of your work? Uh, I, I have my Instagram and then everything that I share on Instagram, it's shared on my Facebook. Okay. And that's um, how I see it. As on yeah. Facebook. So I, I, yeah, I guess, but it's, it's more like my personal Instagram. I don't have a dedicated okay. social media for, um, models and, or painting and anything like that. Mostly because, I mean, I do this for me. Yeah. This is this is my thing. I don't plan on becoming a professional. I don't plan on becoming like a media star where people where I, you know, thousands of people want to see my work because I feel like that would be too much pressure at that point where I feel like people are going to be expecting things of me mm-hmm. and I I don't want that. Yeah. Especially as free flowing as my schedule is of like, oh, I'll just paint that later or maybe i'll paint that now or it'll be months that'll go by before i pick up a paintbrush again yeah i think that's super healthy that's nice just to have have good boundaries and know where the limitations are (laughs) Uh, i think some of us bite off more than we can chew sometimes you know yeah i have i've had guilty of that myself (laughs) i've had a lot of people ask if i will do commissions for them yeah or if I do commissions and for a while I thought about it and sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, it kind of depends on the model and how much free time I have. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's severely limited to like either one model or a squad of five, anything more than that. I probably won't do it for you because then that's just too much for me, especially with, the amount of detail that I do. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I've done, I think, two commissions. Okay. And that's about it. Yeah. I'm not super fond of them. Yeah. There, for the for the gaming side of it, uh, commission artists are nice and helpful, you mm-hmm. know, for, for the players, right? Um, but um but like there's so much more to our hobby you know we've Mm -hmm. already you know talked about lore and the reading and you know and and, and painting and gaming they're all like connected and and we all kind of have the thing that drive that keeps us in and drives us you know brings us Mm -hmm. together so yeah yeah i'm i definitely i have erred on the gaming more of a gamer than a hobbyist Mm -hmm. and um, you know, and one of my first early games that I played was War Machine and, and War Machine didn't often have painting requirements for events. And so, you know, you could show up with primed models or even just mm-hmm. bare, bare models and, um, and still be able to play. And, and unfortunately that probably, um, taught me, uh, some unhealthy habits in terms of how to approach, you know, um, the hobby and, and, and stuff. So, cause paint, playing, playing with painted models is, is a lot of fun and it's always nice when, you know, yeah, I, I, I remember one of the few games of 40 K I played mm-hmm. and it was up against a bunch of Slanesh, oh. but 
they did Chaos Space Marines, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they did the Emperor's Children. Mm-hmm. And so theirs was a gorgeous gold and purple and pinks and all mm-hmm. that fun jazz that Slanesh is. Yeah. And he was looking for an opponent and I had my Blood Angels out and he's like, yours are pretty. Let's have pretty go up against pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and nice. it, it was it was really awesome to see just fully painted models, just both sides uh, going up against each other. It's it is a little jarring to say like yeah. when there are games going on in the store and then you see one team or one side has gorgeously painted models and then the other side has mostly primed only models. Yeah. And it's just, it kind of, it kind of takes you out of what's going on in the game. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of like how in, in D and D, you know, you're kind of in the meta, you're not really in the game anymore. You're just kind of floating on the outside. Yeah. That's a good um, metaphor. That's a good metaphor. Yeah. I, uh, I know I, uh, I, a couple of years early in the pandemic was it two years ago. I don't know. Time's kind of a flat circle, but, <laughs> um, but I had, you know, kind of committed that, that I wanted to play more painted stuff. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So it sort of, I had to make some commitments to myself yeah. uh, to be able to do that. And, and, and it's, uh, you know, when, when you've got to paint a full army, it's slow going. So, yeah, especially because work out some deals and especially because burnout is is intense and it's yeah. real. Yeah. I I experienced that when I was trying to do, uh, I think a thousand point, kind of. It wasn't really like a painting competition, but it was more mm-hmm. like a like a group thing that was going on a Discord channel mm-hmm. or a Discord server because I'm a part of the Squidmar server. Oh, nice. And they were having this group thing where, you know, you paint a thousand points worth of models. Or if you don't play or if you don't do Warhammer or uh, Sigmar, something that would be close to the amount of like physical models that would be in a thousand points. So if they wanted to do D&D models, it would be about, you know, 15 to 20 models or something like that. Mm hmm. And I did my fiance's, I started my fiance's sister of battle. Oh, yeah. Because I thought, you know, they're expensive. I could have a short list, right? Mm -hmm. And I painted all of his characters. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. This is, I thought it would be a lot harder because... I chose white for their armor. Mm. I chose one of their one of their Sorry. white armored schemes. And I thought it was going to be a lot harder to paint their white, but it turned out really easy and it became very, very boring and yeah. very, very not fun. And I just I burnt out super bad and I just, I didn't want to paint anything at all. And I didn't paint for a good five months. Yeah. Because it was just, Uh, 
That's a big slam burnout. Yeah. yeah, it was it was just so bad because I was expecting to paint a lot more armor, but Sororitas, they don't have a lot of armor plating mm -hmm. like Space Marines do. So it, there wasn't a lot going on for the white and everything was just easy. It's just yeah. boring when it becomes that easy. Uh, yeah, yeah so burnout is definitely a thing. It's rough and makes things go so much slower. So just, yeah. you know, just take your time and, you know, one day at a time. Even if you get a base coat done, that's still better than not that's getting right. a base coat. Right. It's like what you said earlier, one more painted model is best. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of approach burnout as like a depression. You yeah. know, every little bit counts. So even yeah. if you didn't get all the laundry put away, at least you started washing them. Yeah. That's a win right there. Every small yes. bit is a win. So getting that wash on it and letting it sit and dry, that's a win. I like that. So I have just a couple more questions, uh, just kind of as, as we wrap, wrap up. Um, first, I, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah. It's been a privilege to be able to interview you. And and I hope that our listeners have enjoyed the conversation. I know I have. You've shared some nuggets of, of good wisdom. And I've been <laughs> I've been taking notes. And so I'm, I'm personally going to own some of that. Um, but, um, but two questions. One of them is, you know, there's another Legion of the Brush competition coming up this weekend wanted to know if you had plans to enter and then and then I also want to know kind of what's on your hobby desk like and if it's a, and if it is something that you're going to be entering um, uh, in, in a future competition uh, what are you building what are you painting that sort of thing yeah so this month's Legion of the Brush was a female Citadel model and That's right. I will not be entering that one Okay. Uh, I recently got so so I recently got my job, and very much recently I got promoted to be in the management team. So I've been really busy working, yeah. and I'm getting a lot of information thrown at me for training to for management. And since this is my very first management position, I. Basically, I'm learning everything from scratch. There is no reference that I have uh, in past experiences that I could be right. like, oh, this is how it was at my other store, too. Yeah. Because I never did any of that. <laughs> so I'm basically just like a brand new baby into this world of management. So I, I won't be entering that one. But what I do, I have several things on my desk right now. I think one of them is for kind of the kind of competition, you know, the armies on parade thing that Warren yeah. does. Sure. So I have a project for that on my desk. Okay. Uh, it is going to be a, a redo of a commission because I recently lost my friend and mm. he was actually my very first commission. Mm. And for a while I couldn't paint because he was such a big deal to my painting hobby because yeah. I had a lot of people approach me about commissions and I'll say, yeah, I'll do it. And then they won't really follow through. So I didn't think anybody was really taking me too seriously. 
And he was my actual paid commission. Hmm. I got through with it. I shipped it out and then he paid me the money and I just looked at it and I was like, did you really just pay me to paint some stuff for you? Like you, you legitimately have done this. And so he was just a huge boost of confidence in just all of my work. And from that point on. And so when I found out that I had lost him, I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't even look at my desk. I couldn't look over there. I look over there and I just, I feel really, really sad. And I had the idea that I wanted to ask the family for the original commission back. So that way I could have it for myself. Mm. Um, but I didn't really want to bother them with that. So instead I had the idea to redo it mm-hmm. and also redo it in a much better way. Cause I wasn't super satisfied with how it came out mm-hmm. since I was on a time limit and on, he was on a budget. There wasn't, and he wouldn't allow me to do any free work. He was very uh, adamant about, uh, making sure that I didn't do yeah. any free work because he was saying that, you know, I do such a fantastic do- job that I, I should be paid for it, but I didn't want him to spend too much money. So there was some details that I didn't do and I would have liked to have done better and spent more time on. So the Armies on Parade one is going to be a redo of the commission. It's two... Well, it's one Forge Fiend and one Mahler Fiend and a squad of bikes, Chaos Bikes. Uh, For the original commission, actually, he had me magnetize everything. So if one day he decided he was going to do the Forge Fiend, he could do the Forge Fiend. And maybe the next game, he wanted to use the Mahler Fiend instead, but all in one model. So I actually used about 40 magnets because uh, I <laughs> I literally had to magnetize everything. Yeah. Everything was magnetized. So uh, he could change it out every once in a while. And I put it on a base where I found uh, like a metal base. And I cut it out to fit the exact size, based it, and then tested to see if the magnets would hold up. Uh, like on the base so you can pick it up and everything mm-hmm. and yeah because I had to magnetize the legs so I couldn't glue anything onto the base oh. so the bottoms of the feet were magnetized so that way when he did change them out it would stick to the base yeah but for the oh. armies on parade I didn't want to have to deal with magnetizing yeah, no, so yeah. I bought one of each I bought two of those boxes and I I built them both separately because okay. there was, there's no way I'm going to sit there, stand there for the armies on parade and just say, Oh, Hey, look, look what I can do. <laughs> that's, that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and then the other project I have was that I wanted to do since I was, since I've been really happy with how my painting style has come out and I kind of want to stick with that painting style. I decided to do, I guess, I've been calling it like my rainbow marines, Mm -hmm. but it's not like a typical rainbow. What I mean by a rainbow is that I wanted to do the first legion or the 
yeah, the first legions, the originals. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, Emperor's Children, back before, uh, basically 30K Marines. Yes. Actually, I was going to do a whole line of them. So I bought a couple of Primaris model or Primaris boxes. And I planned it all out. I have a little notebook that tells me, you know, specifics, you know, what kind of color scheme I should go with. If they are known for any kind of special type weapons like Blood Angels, they're known for having hand flamers. Salamanders are known for having uh, power swords and also flamers. You know, what, what kind of weapons they specialize in and... I have all that written down in notes. I turn to the fiance with his mass amount of knowledge and lore and asked him so many questions like, what was their original color scheme? You know, before they fell to chaos or before the horse heresy ever happened. And, you know, like, uh, like some of them changed death guard. I mean, they're not, changed but they are changed you know they used to be like a cream and uh, yeah. like dark forest green and i guess they they are kind of that it's just you know they don't clean their armor so yeah. now they're kind of just a grosser version of what they used to be very grosser version <laughs> so <laughs> uh so yeah that, those are the two projects i have going on on my desk wow. it's a huge mess because i've got kit bashing going on i've yeah. got forge fiends and all of that and it's just like an explosion of plastic just on my desk and i think that's great both those projects sound like a lot of fun i'm so. i'm really excited for it because it it'd be nice to have like a kind of a display of all the legions yeah and maybe one day i'll have all of the primarchs from forge world and have those go with them oh but dreams goals <laughs> <laughs> so so far, I have Fulgrim and Sanguinius. Nice, very cool. So, very very yeah, cool. yeah. Well, I want to wrap up. Our you know our, our episodes usually go for about an hour or so, and mm -hmm. uh, and I, I thank you again for you know for your time and and for the discussion. How about we invite people to go into the war for anybody who's local to the Warhammer Tannisborn store to see your work. How about that? Yeah. Uh, so I've got the Legion of the Brush model in there. Mm -hmm. So if they don't get in soon and they don't get to see it, um, there's actually one of my works that will probably permanently be there for a little while. It's a, a Sigmar model, the Yandrasta mm -hmm. model. It's the female Sigmar, Sigmarite, okay. uh, with her giant wings. Yeah. It, and that one's in the case as well. Okay, nice. I think that yeah. one's from the most recent uh, Sigmar expansion or uh, edition that they have now. And yeah, the yeah. store manager asked me if I would paint it for him, and I did. And so she's sitting in there. So if you don't get to see the Legion of the Brush model, that Yandrasta model's in there. Right on. Very cool. And um, and once again, you know, I just want to invite our, my listeners to you know, to check us out at spellstormminiatures.com. Uh, at every at every episode, I got the, the links to all the different ways you can support the show. You can join our Discord server, and um, we have a couple um, affiliate links with uh, 
with Death Ray the Designs and with Noble Knight Games to purchase some games, that sort of thing, if you want to do that. Um, and of course, Patreon. We, all, we always have that stuff going on. Um, the big announcement that I want to give my listeners is uh, we previously were holding weekly paint nights on Thursday nights. And the big announcement is that we're going to start moving those to uh, a monthly schedule. And so we'll, we'll set those in advance and we'll post them on our Facebook page and in our Discord server. Uh, with that being said, thank you for listening. I hope that you were inspired to get out and paint your models and, uh, and to enjoy the games. Um, pretty versus pretty. I like the way you <laughs> so, Thank right. you so much for having me. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you. Thank you.